Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for November 3rd, 2020. Today is election day in the United States of America. So I prayed about the message, and uh, God gave me a word right from the text, what we've been studying. Before I get into the message, though, I just need to say that today will be the last message that you get from me this week. I'm going to the Dominican Republic uh, tomorrow on an early morning fr- flight, and um I'm going to be there until Sunday. So as I go to, to the Dominican Republic, I want to put all my, my time, energy, and effort and focus there. We have 170 Haitian children that we support in La Vega, the Dominican Republic. We bought some land last year. We haven't been able to, for many reasons, start the construction project, but now we're going to do it. So we're going to go. We're going to start the construction project. We're going to look at the plans. Uh, we're excited. We're going to build a school there for a permanent location for, for our children and also build uh, a church for the church that we oversee there as well. So we have land uh, debt free. If, and then now we're about to build and we believe in God that we're going to build debt free as well. So if you want to partner with us and sow a seed, please go to RIPministries.org. Uh, you'll see a donate button. You can make a donation. All donations are tax deductible in the United States. Uh, Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. All right, so that said, you won't see me again until Monday. All right, now that that's out of the way, let's talk about the message for today. I've been teaching a series entitled, Greater is Coming. So as a believer, my God, greater is coming for you. Yes, even on election day, I'm going to tell you that greater is coming, and I'm going to tie election day to the text. So this is part 60, part 60 of this series. This means that we've been studying the life of David for 12 full weeks, And the title of today's message on Election Day 2020 is, you ready? Transition is tough. Transition is tough. Let me me talk about it. So today we're in 1 Samuel chapter 31. We've been studying the life of David. We've gotten to the point now. We just finished 1 Samuel chapter 30 yesterday. Today we're in 1 Samuel chapter 31 and we're dealing with transition. So what happened in this text? Now, Uh, Many of you, look at me, I've been talking about David and Ziklag and get my stuff back and go back to the enemy's camp and take back what he stole from me and all of that, remember? But, but, But maybe you forgot that David and his men actually were at the brink of fighting the Israelites and then they had to leave, right? So they left and then I spent all that time talking about Ziklag and get my stuff back and all that kind of stuff, right? But today we have to shift our focus back to Israel. And Israel was going to fight against the Philistines. And so the Bible says that they that the fight went down, right? And it didn't work out well for the Israelites. Uh, remember, the spirit of the prophet Samuel had already told Saul, hey, tomorrow about this time, you and your sons are going to be here with me. You're going to be dead, right? So the Philistines attacked Israel. And it, they attacked them so hard that many of the Israelites, they started to flee. And as they were fleeing, The Bible says that many of them were slaughtered, killed on the slopes of Mount Gilboa. And at this point, the Philistines closed in on Saul and his sons. 
And just like the spirit of the prophet Samuel said, uh, Saul's three sons, Jonathan, Ahinadab, and Mekishua, they were all killed. And then the fighting kept getting closer and closer to King Saul. And the Bible says that a Philistine archer, like something like out of the movies, like an archer sees the king from over there and he goes, and he hit him with an arrow and he was severely wounded to the point where he knew he was going to die. So Saul groans, the Bible says, and says to his armor bearer, hey man, I don't want to fall into the hands of these pagans, so I need you to kill me because if you don't kill me, if they capture me, then they're going to they're gonna torture me. And so kill me. And the armor bearer, he wouldn't do it. He was like, I'm not going to kill you. You crazy? And so Saul took his sword, laid it down, and he literally fell on his sword. You know the, the, the saying, fall on your sword. Saul fell on his sword and killed himself. And the armor bearer saw that and was like, oh, okay. And then he put his sword out. Ugh, he killed himself. And just like that, Saul, his three sons, his armor bearer, and, and many Israeli soldiers were all killed that day. And, that, and it was over. Right, So the Israelites, the Bible says the Israelites on the other side of the Jezreel Valley, they saw what was happening. They saw that King Saul was dead. His sons were dead. Their soldiers were dying and they took off. They abandoned the fight and they fled. And with the Israelites gone, the Philistines moved in. They occupied the Israeli territory. They moved into the towns and cities. They took everybody's stuff. They was like, I'm going to live here. I picked this house. I picked this house. And that's it. They went to sleep. The next day, the Bible says that they went out to go pick up stuff from the dead, to get plunder, right, from the dead. And as they did, they found the bodies of Saul and his three sons on Mount Gilboa. And they cut off Saul's head and they stripped his armor. And then they proclaimed what they considered to be the good news, right? So then they started telling everybody within Philistia, hey, we won and Saul is dead and his sons are dead. And so the Philistines boldly celebrated Saul's death. What they did was they placed uh, his armor in the temple, the Bible says, of the Asherahs, and they fastened his headless body. They took Saul's headless body and the bodies of his sons, and they hung it against the wall in the city of Beth Shan. Now, when the people of Israel, in the Bible says in, Gabish Gile in, in Jabesh Gilead, when they heard what was happening, it was like, man, Saul and his three sons, the bodies are just hanging there. That's not right. So that night, some soldiers took off. In the middle of the night, they went up and grabbed the bodies and took them down from off the walls, just like something out of the movies. And then they fasted. They fasted for seven days. So mighty Israel had fallen. Their king was dead. Their men had fled. Their towns were occupied by the Philistines. And to make a bad situation worse, the, the new king, the guy that was destined to be king, was actually living with the enemy still in Ziklag. And so, so they were praying about what to do next. David was fasting and praying about what to do next. This was a terrible situation, but here's the good news. The good news is that Israel would rise again. And just like that, I'm telling you, greater is coming. So what does this mean for us? What does this mean for you today? I have four things to share with you on this morning that are connected to this text, but also connected to our nation on election day. Four things to share with you on this morning. Now, I want you to rid yourself of every distraction and lock in four things. Number one, here we go. You ready? First thing, we live our lives out in times, seasons, levels, and stages. So we live our lives out in times and seasons. And then as we do, we have to progress through levels and stages. So in 1 Samuel chapter 31, the nation of Israel was in a bad situation, right? That was a bad season. Uh, it was a difficult season. 
But here's the good news about a bad season or a difficult season. It shall pass, right? I mean, seasons change. Our life is a journey. Uh, it's lived out in times and seasons and levels and stages. And so let me say it this way. Maybe you know your purpose. You know who God has called you to be. You, you're a man, a woman of purpose. You know who you are. You look in the mirror and you see Jesus and you say, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. And you are clear about ultimately where the father wants you to wind up in life. But that does not mean that you are going to be there tomorrow. So for you to get there, watch this. There's a, here's your purpose, right? So there's a path and a pace connected to your pur purpose. There's a path. How are you going to get there? There's a pace. How long is it going to take, right? So there's a path and a pace, a pace connected to your purpose. And as you go through that path, and as you run your race at your pace with your grace, at the end of the day, it's going to involve times and seasons, levels and stages. And as you go in between times and seasons, levels and stages, with each one, there's a transition. And transitions, some transitions and some seasons are more pleasant than others. Let's talk about David for a minute. David was called to be king. But if you look at his life, and like we have been for the past 12 weeks, you will see that there was a path to his purpose. There was a pace to his purpose. And he had to endure it. He had to go through the times and seasons and levels and stages that he was predestined to go through in order to become the man that he was called to be. Guess what? The same is, is going to hold true for you. There are some things that, yeah, maybe you're called to do it, but doesn't mean that you're, you're going to experience it tomorrow. So there's some things you have to go through. There's some experiences you need to actually experience, some things you're going to have to learn to become the man that God called you to be, the woman that God called you to be. And if you don't endure those challenges, if you don't accept uh, uh, the times and seasons and the challenges and the changes... You run the risk of derailing yourself from your destiny. Let me say that again. There are challenges and there are changes. And if you don't endure, this, this series is about faith and patience. I'm going to endure. If you don't endure the challenges and the changes, you actually run the risk of derailing yourself from your destiny. David did not become the king because he was perfect. David did not become the king because he didn't face any challenges. Heck no. David faced a lot of challenges. David became the king because he didn't give up. David became the king because he didn't quit until God did what he said he was going to do. That's what this series is about. Faith and patience. Hold on. Greater is coming. You got it? All right. Number two, God has plans for individual people and for collective nations. So God had a plan for the nation of Israel. God had a plan for David. So God had a plan for a person and God had a plan for people. And it's the same thing with us, right? So God has a plan for me. I'm an American. God has a plan for this nation. The king of Israel was dead. Saul was dead. His sons were dead. They were killed by the Philistines, right? The successor to Saul was living with the enemy, was literally living in Ziklag with the enemy. Israel had fallen, but God was still God and God still had a plan. David would eventually become the king. And under David's leadership, Israel would, didn't just survive, it thrived. See, sometimes, sometimes it looks like you're down and out. Sometimes from the, on the outside looking in, it looks like all hope is gone. But look at me. If you still have a pulse, God still has a plan, right? I mean, if you're still breathing, it's evidence that God is not through with you. It was not over for Israel. It's not over for you. Israel rose to greater glory. The United States of America has had a rough year. 
I don't care who you are, no matter how blessed you are in the middle of a pandemic, at the end of the day, as a nation, we've had a rough year. I mean, it's, it's, this is challenging. COVID-19 is no joke. It's, had, it's taken a toll on this nation. It's taken a toll on our people. We must admit that it has been challenging, but God is still God. And God still has a plan for these United States of America. And no matter who wins the election, greater is coming for us. So God's hand was on Israel. First of all, say amen to that. God's hand was on Israel and God's blessing saw Israel through all the ups and downs that Israel went through. In the end, the one constant was God. The Bible says in Psalms 33 and 12, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. So let this serve as a reminder to you today on election day that no matter who occupies the White House, God is still God and he still has a plan for the United States of America. So let me say this about this point and I'll move on. Today, the citizens of the United States will vote. Either Donald Trump will be reelected or Joe Biden will be elected. Either way, God's hand is on this nation. God's hand is on the United States. So let's pray for God to continue to bless the United States of America. You got it? All right, number three. Times of transition are not easy. See, Israel was experiencing, in our text for today, a time of transition. They were stuck between the reign of Saul and the reign of David, right? So they were in, in, in limbo, right? They were in between. And being in between, a lot of us don't like being in between. When you're in between seasons, you, you know that you're not where you used to be, but you know that you're not where you're supposed to be either. And when you're in between seasons, the father is birthing something on the inside of you that's greater than what you're facing, but there's still pressure on you to give up and to cave in and to quit because you're not there yet. And so what lies before you is greater than what is, is lying in front of you. And so there's something on the inside telling you not to quit. Don't forfeit your destiny because of the pressure that you're facing. Refuse to buckle under the pressure. That's what, that's what this series is about. One of the hardest places to be is the space between your history and your destiny. And I know what it's like. I know what it's like. I, like you, your state is not your fate. And you're, you're living and it's like the world hasn't caught up. It's like the earth hasn't caught up yet. You go into your prayer closet and God is showing you. He gives you insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding. You're in your prayer closet and God is speaking to you about the things that he called you to do from the foundations of the world. You're in your prayer closet and you can see yourself doing this and doing that and running this business and preaching the gospel and doing, laying hands on it. And oh, I can see myself doing all of that. And then you come out of your prayer closet and you have to deal with these people down here in this world and it's like the earth hasn't caught up yet and you're in a time of transition but I'm saying that no matter where you are right now hold on greater is coming keep listening to the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit just do whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do and when you're when watch this what you're gonna get to that new season and when you get to that new season as as you're listening to the Holy Spirit now there's some things the Holy Spirit is gonna tell you to let go of so that you can lay hold of something new. There's some things you have to release and there's so that you can be in a position to receive. There's some things you can't take with you to your next season. Stop telling me that you move, but I keep finding you at your old address. God is trying to get you to level up. And for you to level up, there's some things that God is saying, listen, I, I need you to let some stuff go. Some things you can't take with you. There's some relationships that are not going to endure. There's some relationships that are not, not going to survive the transition. And, and, but, but God has new relationships for you. I'm saying you got to be open to whatever God wants you to do, however God wants you to do it. Israel did not have Saul anymore. 
I'm sure there were some people that kept wanting to hold on to Saul, but Saul was dead. That's it. That season is over. David was coming. They didn't, Israel did not have Saul anymore, but they didn't have David yet. <laughs> so they were there. They were stuck in the in-between, in that time of transition. And I know what it's like to be in a season of transition, but don't let the frustration of being in limbo get to you. If you keep going, I promise you, you are going to see in your hands what God revealed in your heart. Say amen to that. All right, so let me say something about this third point. Tomorrow morning, about this time, I'm going to be going to the Dominican Republic, so I'm not going to be in front of you. But tomorrow morning around this time, to be clear, the United States, we may not know who won the election. Like, I don't know. I pray that we know tonight. But this may be one of those situations where tomorrow morning we still don't know, right, because of all the mail-in votes and everything that's going on. We may be in a state of limbo of sorts, kind of like Israel was in the text. But as, as believers, what we need to pray is that, that we do find out, that it be honest, uh, and that, that the citizens of this nation receive the results without violence and without civil unrest. We're going to pray for that here in a minute. All right, number four, and finally, last point for today. You ready? Last point. Here we go. Number four, change is the only constant. That's it. Every season of your life, look at me. Every season of your life is not going to be easy. But guess what? Every season of your life is not going to be hard, <laughs> right? But the one thing that's certain is that if you keep living, life will keep changing. Seasons change. No matter what season you're in right now, if it's good or if it's bad, it doesn't matter. Seasons change. So here we go. Right now, I know that this season, 2020, I know that this season, COVID-19 has been very challenging for some. And for others, you're like, hey, I'm prospering in the middle of a pandemic. I got it, right? Either way, I know that there's some people right now that are like, Lord, please, uh, I, I'm praying for Donald Trump to win. And there are others that are like, Lord, please, I'm praying for Joe Biden to win. Okay, look, I'm not going to get into that. Just vote. At the end of the day, whether you were being challenged in COVID-19 or prospering in the middle of a pandemic, or whether you're praying for Donald Trump or Joe Biden, Whatever camp you're in, the bottom line is that things are going to change and, and everything changes. Seasons change. And as a believer, you got to learn to roll with the changes, to have a mindset that you are in this thing for the long haul, that you will not be moved by what happens around you because you have peace on the inside of you and you know that greater is coming for you. I'm going to do something different. And I know that some of you are watching outside of the United States, but I'm going to ask you to pray with me for the United States. Instead of leading you in a declaration of faith, today, I want to lead you in a prayer. I want you to pray with me. I want you to set your faith in agreement with me as I pray this. I'm leading you in this prayer and I need your faith to say amen. You got it? All right. So this is the prayer for today. Prayer for the United States on election day. Father, we come to you as your children who are called by your name. We humble ourselves and we pray. We pray in faith for the United States of America. We pray for the election process. We come up against deception of every kind. We bind the hand of the enemy from operating in both foreign and domestic interference. We pray that every vote is counted, that the results be honest, and that our citizens accept the results without violence. We pray for peace over this nation, for healing over the hearts of our citizens who are hurting, and for hope. May you inspire the citizens of this great nation to maximize the purpose and the potential that you placed inside of them before the world began. 
Father, we thank you for having blessed the United States of America. We ask you to continue to bless this great nation. No matter who wins the election, we are looking to you, Father. We know that greater is coming. We declare that Jesus is Lord over the United States, and we declare that you will be glorified through this nation today and for centuries to come. We pray this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. That's it. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. I love you. I know God loves you. God loves this nation. God loves our people. Listen, let's look up and not down. Let's look forward and not backward. When people look to us, they need to see Jesus. When people look to us, they shouldn't hear what they're hearing on the news. They need to hear what heaven is saying. And we have hope. We are not like those without hope. Thank you for praying with me today. Thank you for uh, praying over this nation. Let's pray for peace and let's pray for progress. I love you and God loves you more. Listen, this is a message that you need to share. People everywhere need to see this. Let's pray all over the nation. So please share this right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. If this message has been a blessing to you, then leave me some comments in the chat because I read every comment. So once again, share the message, pray for our nation, walk in love and inspire people to look up and not down, forward and not backward. Greater is coming for us. I love you. God loves you too. And I'll see you on Monday. God bless you.